<laughs> wow. Duck, you're out of time. Clearly, you haven't been playing music for over a decade. Vid, you were the one clicking, buddy. <laughs> no, it that was that was no, that was Vid, guys. Actually, yeah, that's me again. Still trying to find that intro music. Fucking idiot. Still trying to one up everyone. Oh, yeah, I one up one one up to you with with the, the percussions. I'll, I'll right. attack you. I don't even care that we're doing a podcast right now. I will attack you. There is boiling hot coffee in the middle of that table, which will be flung in your direction if you put down my skills. Uh, well, <laughs> I feel like we're going to need some feedback from our listeners um, to see what works and what doesn't for the intro music. Because I, in Skyrocool, you know, for me to to just like um, utilize my ideas somewhere, somehow, because most of the time they just sit on the shelf and I'm like, ah, what, are, what am I going to do with them, you know? I also can't take criticism, though. So if you do, I will attack you. <laughs> no, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I can. Don't worry. I've been yeah. criticized my whole life. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. In the last episode, we spoke about music um, quite a lot. Just, but like you know, broadly. But, but very, very broadly. We kind of vaguely ventured into minor aspects of our taste, um, touched on a few artists, but not really that many. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how we got into the bands we really like, not just kind of vague, general kind of, you know, periods we had. You know, how we got to where we are now and if we think we'll stay where we are now. Yeah, I feel like last year was a big, uh, I don't know, like uh, eye-opening year musically for me. So we we could talk about our uh, musical adventures of 2018. Yeah, because 20, feel? well, I mean, I've been going to festivals since I was 16. I've always been interested in music, but also... Last year was a very, very, very good year for my music taste. It's when it really kind of defined itself and kind of broke the glass ceiling and became an entity, you know? So would you say that 2018 sort of defined your music taste? So far, so far, so far. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think... 2019, I think, will be more of a progression of what occurred in 2018, Right. I don't think it will be a stratospheric. I don't think it's there's going to be such a pronounced change. I think well, maybe I'll get into a few more genres, maybe. But you say that I don't know. You I never feel, know. I mean, you didn't know me for the entirety of 2018, so How 2019. Sad. That's horrible. <laughs> you only known me for like the last quarter of it. I don't want to know you for the entirety of 2019, though. Okay, you can take a break, but you know, the podcast <laughs> needs to keep going. Thing is, though, when true love is there. You can't really hold it down. Jack, if I if I tell you that you're not replaceable in terms of the podcast, would you be my friend still for the entirety of 2019? <sighs> I'd start a better podcast by myself <laughs> Wait, using using whoa. the ego you just gave me. Whoa, yeah, you want you want to one up me? Mm-hmm. Well, you I know, one up oh, you. Oh my god. Okay, well, this is good. It's you know driving us to do better things. You yeah, know, it's motivation. And the theme will be Thursdays. <laughs> so one day better than you just because it's one one you know higher than yeah it doesn't mean it's better you know you say, better. That. say that anyway so should we uh should we uh dive t- uh stop flipping me off across the table jack i'm sorry okay thanks should we um should we start with what what happened to us in 2018 yeah musically yeah it's a good shout Okay, so what was your first, what what was your, like, 
the first band or first artist like music how did you start your year i year? i remember actually um yeah. not gonna go super deep into this but i had a had a big breakup from like a two and a half year long relationship and uh-huh. then <laughs> I, can, I mean i can one up you because you i was I, I went through the same thing but you it was four years <laughs> <laughs> that makes you the winner, the better person. <laughs> Your tragedy was worse than mine. <laughs> You're more broken as a result. <laughs> Should we just make this episode us just basically deciding who was hurt more? <laughs> we could make that an episode. Yeah, we we could. Could, yeah. Just comparing our pain. <laughs> but yeah, I had I had a big breakup and I changed in a lot of ways. I mean, it sounds very cliche, like I found myself. But I mean, in many ways, I did become a very different person. I think. Um, um, anyone who knew me in kind of 2017 would if, like comparing me now think what the fuck happened yeah and I can testify to that because I've been hanging around with you and you know you just well, you happen to run into people that you used to live with uh, during your first year of uni for example yeah and I you know they haven't seen you through you know since your transformation and I saw their you know reactions and they were like who is this guy like i used to live with you what (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of it's a lot of it is superficial it's like tattoos facial hair like a bit of weight loss um like it like fucking piercings but that's very superficial i think like i've changed more so in kind of my tastes and yeah i mean emotional approach to things a year ago would you can you see yourself wearing a wine bottle for on your ear as an earring which you are doing right now i mean i'd want to but i wouldn't well there you go you've you've yeah. broken through you've done broken it. it yeah but yeah my first my first big um like artist i found was courtney barnett courtney um, barnett yeah and she was a gateway drug for more and more indie musics okay um because like so before, t- tell so- me more about court like i know her music yeah. somewhat but i don't really know like what like if if for example let's say i wanted to get into her music what mm-hmm. like you know, just give me like, guide me. I would, yeah. I would say it's very kind of um, rhythmically assured. That sounds vague, but basically, there's a very clear direction to each song. It's got a very kind of like, it's 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 kind of driving rock. You know, yeah. there's a clearly defined riff. There's a clearly defined verse, chorus, etc. Um, and on the surface, it kind of just sounds like kind of middle of the road, kind of indie rock there's some heavier songs there's some lighter songs but yeah. i think it's her lyrics more than anything that make her really good because they're very they're very mm. cutting and direct and blunt um, yeah they're like um just like the artist that we both like andy, yeah. andy Shoff. I, I noticed that she's like she tells a story with her lyrics but in but in like a very funny in a very funny way and there's a lot of color to it even though a lot of the lyrics are quite kind of basic um yeah. there's a song for example where it's literally just about how she likes swimming um yeah but but it's a really funny song because it's just very blunt and very honest and very kind of emotionally resonant yeah. because it is so blunt me getting into Courtney Barnett I think made a lot of sense because I already listened to some kind of indie artists like mm-hmm. Julia Jacqueline and Mothers who are not the same, but in a similar kind of vein. Um, and I also yeah. listened to stuff like Bowie, Dylan, etc., Kate Bush. Um, mm-hmm. So in that kind of realm of more kind of like alternative rock, I guess. Um, that's mm-hmm. a very bad label for all of that music, but it's kind <laughs> of like where it kind of sits because well, it's I mean, not... What? 
I don't know. Um, there are two ways to define alter- alternative rock, I guess. Mm. One would be, like, there is a specific It is a sound. genre. Yeah, it is yeah. a genre, but also it also means, you know, just like indie, it doesn't necessarily mean indie music. It just means independent, right? So alternative just means different from what it currently is. So I guess in that sense, yeah, you could classify it as alternative. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. I would say, I would say when I got into Courtney Barnett, I then got into a lot of other stuff in that realm, like Father John Misty, Angel Olsen. But then I think by getting into those bands, it then Mm. meant that I looked more at the things that preceded them because obviously they're a result of their influences. Yeah. Um, so when I, whilst I already did listen to stuff like the Smiths and Bowie and Kate Bush, um, I think I took them to the next level in terms of okay. my interest in them because I already liked them, but then I when, really liked them. When did you start listening to the Smiths? Because I feel like you've been listening to them since the day you were born. Um, I mean, I'd obviously heard a lot of their music. I would say only at about maybe 17 or 18. Oh, okay. So that not that long ago. Not actually, that long man. ago. Not that long ago. But really, I think... Really changed you as a person. Yeah, definitely. But getting into, yeah, people like Father John, Angel Olsen, etc. Mm-hmm. Made me look back. And now I'd say, I'd say, as I said about my music taste, like I don't think it's going to change drastically. I think what's going to happen is I'm going to continuously discover more and more of the influences. Yeah. So and, just like keep going yeah. down the rabbit hole. and Yeah, because it's, it's drawn me onto things like Bell and Sebastian, mm-hmm. The Doors. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, The Doors, you, you kind of got into them, right? Or you will yeah, at least. Because I definitely of, will, yeah. Like LCD sound system, beat happening, just a lot of like mm-hmm. bands who, you know, are very influential like Elliot Smith the Velvet Underground etc who obviously I'm saying them in a line as if they're the same thing they're not but they're bands who are very influential and a lot of the bands you have nowadays wouldn't exist without them so yeah that's it's strange to like see how it snowballs like from one you know it's weird though because I've gone backwards whereas a lot of people go forwards like a lot of people start by listening to stuff like the Smiths and then they use that to go forward into the modern day yeah but I've kind of taken the modern day to go back yeah that does make sense I guess you know you, you listen to what's relevant, and then... Mm. Yeah, I've done that before, too, I guess. It's yeah. happened to me. Um, yeah, so for you, you start your, your year with Courtney Barnett, then. Yeah. That was it. And you're wearing a Courtney Barnett t-shirt now. Can you I describe am. what it's, it... Like, it's is this a cover? It's is her it? EP, A Sea oh, of Split Peas. A Sea of Split Peas. Mm, um, it's a very good EP. I listen. It's a double EP as well. Yeah. Which was surprising to me. I was like, why, is, why isn't this an album? It's like a double EP. Strange. It's really good. It's so really good. good. I really like um, one song on it. Um, having trouble breathing in or something like that. Oh no, Avant Avant Gardening. Avant Gardening. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I love how she compares her asthma to to sort of like um, smoking a joint or like smoking weed. Yeah, I was never like, yeah. good at smoking. Yeah, taking. Bombs. Yeah, yeah. There we like go. That. Yeah, that's the lyric. And it's really cool because she's like straight edge. She just wants to do her gardening, but. Yeah, it's really funny. I really love the story of, of, of that song. It's really yeah. cool. Um, I started my year very, very, in a very interesting way with music that I didn't expect, in a way that I didn't expect. Um, one of my favorite bands, Queens of the Stone Age. Um, I, I'm not sure if they had released the album by that time or not, but I was kind of um, steering slightly away from them. I wasn't listening to them as much. 
And it was a bit of a shame because I really, really, really bloody like them. Um, but then this local band called D-Mob Happy, they just, they've been around for ages. And I wasn't, I mean, I've seen them live a few times. They're okay, but I didn't think they were brilliant. They just happened to release an album um, called Holy Doom. And I was like, wow, this stuff is like the closest you can get to Queens of the Stone Age. And they're like local from Brighton. And nobody knows about them. So I, I got obsessed with that album, absolutely obsessed, because it's just so good. Probably one of the most underrated albums that I know of. Um, and, and seeing them live, it was like such a... I was so proud of them because, of you know, they've been around since 2011. And I came to Brighton in 2012. And I've seen them a fair few times, but they didn't, they didn't have that, you know, they haven't been... They, they weren't developed as much, but when I saw them... Last year, when they released the album, they they felt like a rock band. I was like, they've got the style, they've got the sound, they've got everything down. They even had like a um, a few like you know, bar- like barely legal eighteen year olds mm-hmm. at the front of stage, just being like their groupies. I was like, wow, this is like so sixties or seventies. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, I could I couldn't believe it. It was great. Yeah, so started off quite heavy actually. It's a heavy album. And what happened next? I don't even know. Actually, I think I think for me it was yeah, um, using these bands almost as a catapult to get into more. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think once you discover these bands, you discover other people who like these bands, mm. and then from them you learn about more bands. Um, yeah. I think I think festivals for me are like a big way to find music. Yeah, because absolutely. because you see them on a lineup, you see bands you like on a lineup, and then you think, oh, so what's this band just before them like? What's this yeah. band just before them like? Yeah, because they should be somewhat similar, right? If they if they share the stage, you know, they should be somewhat re- related in one way or another. Mm. So if you like at least one of those bands, you should you you know you would expect to enjoy the others. Maybe of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, a festival is a mishmash, and there'll be stuff yeah, you really true. don't like. But as long as you kind of take the time to just look around, you know, yeah. give yourself a free moment, you'll find stuff. I mean, mm. I found a lot of great stuff this summer, like Destroyer. Um, I don't really know how to describe them. They have a great album called Kaput, which is basically Kaput. this kind of. 80s inspired synthy kind of lovely dreamy album Mm. um alex g who's more elliot smith-esque so quite brooding and dark and um quite melancholic but like through that really lovely um yeah yeah, omar solomon who's who's amazing (laughs) this kind of 60 something year old syrian musician who started off as like a wedding like musician who'd play at people's weddings in Syria, but then he just made this crazy electronic, crazy music, and he's so funny when he performs live because he doesn't really do anything. He's kind of just his own hype man who just walks around, occasionally saying things to the audience. It's really, it's really funny. But yeah, I found a lot of good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I so like I started off my year with Demob Happy, which was kind of bouncing, you know. Um, bouncing off what I already liked. But something happened. Something happened in like at the end of the first quarter of the year or like the beginning of the second quarter. And it was very strange. I am um, basically um, my partner that I used to live with, my ex-partner, she used to listen to a lot of 
a lot of music that I wasn't very fond of at the time. And um, I mean, I sort of liked some of it, but I remember I just couldn't listen to it at all for a period of time because it would, you know, it made me feel slightly, slightly horrible. But then something happened and I, I realized I was like, you know what, I shouldn't, I shouldn't avoid this music just because it reminds me of something bad. And I just dove into it, you know, I just, just head straight, just dove into that thing and, and start listening to all of that music. So I feel like it, I saw it as a challenge, sort of like, I, I, I know I can enjoy it and I will. And I, you know, I, I like just broke through it, broke through that bad feeling and I actually found myself enjoying to a lot of music that otherwise I probably wouldn't have, which is really strange, you know, like, um, I needed I needed to have that sort of uh, disconnect from that music in order to mm. in order to get into it. It's really strange. Yeah, I think I had the same thing. I mean, I used to, when I was a teenager predominantly and a bit snobby and twatty and pretentious, without any right to be pretentious because nothing I really liked was that great, um, I used to have this fixation with finding my own music, you know, owning my own music. I wouldn't let other people determine what I listened to. But then... Yeah. I got rid of that notion and now I listen to stuff other people suggest and people listen to because you need to because otherwise it's a very limited scope. Um, and I'd say, yeah, I mean, I had the same thing. A lot of the music that I like now was stuff my ex was listening to for long periods mm. like Bell and Sebastian yeah. and even even things like The Smiths and Neil Young right. and okay. Kate Bush. So, yeah, I think I think definitely you need to kind of destigmatize the music, yeah. remove its context and then yeah. think... Is well, this... you have to. I guess you have to re, like reattach different memories to. Yeah, definitely. To I think. I think this in life as well. Like, I don't think it's really healthy to have a location or a song or a film be one thing because yeah, it's so exactly. multifaceted. And if you reown it, you can reappropriate the meaning, and then it can be something new to you. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I so like as you were speaking, like going down the rabbit hole. That's what sort of happened to me. I I was aware of the style of music, and it was more like um, indie, lo-fi, sort of bedroom bedroom pop, I guess, chamber pop. I don't know how to describe it, but I start off with the songs that I already knew, and then found the artists that really you know grasped me, like um, bands like Good Morning, for example. That was a big one. Um, I can't remember what their album is called, but I knew a couple of songs and I just started listening to them a lot, all the time, not just in the morning, but mm. all the time. And I was like, holy smokes, Like this is really, really, really good. And I can't even imagine why I would have, you know, avoided their music because it's just too good to be avoided. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then bands like Sugar Candy Mountain, uh... I've discovered a band recently called Sleep Good. That was yeah, I would I would listen to Good Morning and Sleep Good simultaneously, pretty mm. much. It was it was really funny. Yeah. And and we, we kind of uh, connected on these songs as well, on these yeah. artists because Well I introduced you to Andy. To yeah, Andy you Schoff. have. Andy was probably my biggest discovery of last year, thanks to you. And I was so obsessed with, with this guy that I couldn't even believe that I didn't hear him. His music yeah, before. he's he's still just so underrated. So I mean, underrated. I mean, we were talking earlier about kind of the road to finding your music taste. So 
I, as I said, I went to festivals from the age of 16 to, you know, now. I mean, last year I went to about five festivals, if you include day ones, which I do. Um, but like, I think now I'm more assured of my music taste. I would go to a festival and automatically know I'm going to like that band, going to like that band. I've heard of that band. But there was a period which is really frustrating where I didn't know my music taste so well. And I'd go to amazing festivals, but I only realised they were as amazing as they were in hindsight. Like, I saw Laura Marling and didn't really appreciate that I was watching Laura Marling because she's great. And I don't know who she is. She's, I mean, she's one of the big kind of indie folk musicians of this period. She's like top five or so yeah. in that genre. Um, but yeah, I missed a lot of stuff that I'm sure if I looked back at lineups, I'd be like, damn, I can't believe I didn't see that band. I think Deer Hunter were one of them. I'm going to see yeah. them this summer, luckily. And, um, and, and, I, and I will never forgive you for, for the for next missing, one. <laughs> for missing Andy Schoff, um like two years ago at Green Man. Um, and Jeez. I mean, to be fair, um, he, was, he wasn't he was on, you know, at like a late time. He wasn't one of the big acts there, but, but it would have been you, if, you, if you knew when you were there. If like, I knew, exactly. Oh if I God. knew. So frustrating. Ouch. So frustrating. Ouch, I, I will, know. Yeah, I, know. You should, I will never let you live that one down. But I don't think I don't think that would happen again because I feel like as well, I'm more into discovering music um, yeah. nowadays than I was in that period because in that period I was quite stubborn about what I liked. I thought I knew what I liked and I couldn't expand it as much. But now I know that there's so much music, so many new bands, so much interesting stuff, um, yeah. so many people doing new things and i mean i don't say new things in terms of reinventing the will um because i don't i think with music people fixate too much on bands who are doing things that have never been done before but i don't know if there is that much to be done and i think the best bands work within a framework but do something interesting within that um yeah so well it's like it's interesting to see like uh trends coming back like now you know because of like stranger things and all like the synth wave thing coming back, you know, the vapor yeah. wave thing. It's really interesting to see how like a, a sound that has been dead for a while just making, you know, a, a comeback. And it sounds great. You know, it sounds good. Like it's, as you said, it's not like reinventing the wheel. It's just like realizing that, you know, we shouldn't abandon this stuff. It was, it was amazing. So let's, there's let's always, do There's it. always something to do. And I also, I appreciate bands who are a hybrid like i think that one of the biggest musical discoveries and i mean they weren't a discovery as such because obviously i knew them because yeah. they're huge but it was getting into lcd sound system um because it's mm. obviously it's a weird mesh of genres it's electronic it's rock it's indie it's very 80s inspired kind of talking heads-esque at points lots of things yeah. lots of things but then i think i appreciate through through that that being interesting can be kind of doing things that have been done, but just doing them slightly differently. And it's great to discover. Yeah. So speaking of festivals, I, I haven't gone to an actual festival in a while, but the closest I got to was last summer in, in London, Finsbury Park, where I, when I went to see Queens of the Stone Age. And, you know, like I, I primarily went to see Queen, you know, the band I went to see, but they just happened to make it sort of like one day festival. There were, uh, you know, two stages with 13 bands and artists. And I, I ended up enjoying, you know, the rest of the bands just as much as, as the main band, which, uh, you know, I'm very thankful to Queens of Stone Age for making, 
you know, um, like a day full of activities instead of just going to see Queens of the Stone Age. So I happened to see uh, Iggy Pop, and that was absolutely brilliant. And then the band that I really, really, really enjoyed, to my surprise, was actually Run the Jewels. Hmm. And I never thought I would, you know, like uh, we listened to some Run the Jewels on the way. But when when they started playing, I was like, Jesus, like it's again, it's not really my genre, but I found myself dancing to it. And, you know, it was just brilliant. It was great. I feel like, you know, I, it's some bands are um, better live than studio. You know, some bands are bands are better in the studio than live. But these guys were just, you know, uh, like overall, just excellent, excellent stuff. There are some bands I'm mildly sceptical of seeing live. I think the big one is Beach House because yeah. it's such a produced sound. And I mean, I think Beach House are an incredible band. I think they're one yeah. of the best bands about. Like They do yeah. so many interesting things. I think they define the dream pop genre, even though Mazzy Star yeah. were around you know, a fair bit before them. I think they are the band in that genre. But I don't know how it would be live because I think well, they're so reliant on a lot of the you know, tricks and they're so good at producing music that I'm not sure how it would replicate. I don't really know how they were like in 2011, but I saw them actually, no, 2010. I saw Mm. them back then and I had no idea who this band was. I just happened to see them and it didn't mean much to me back then. I didn't really enjoy it as, you know, as much. I was like, "Eh." I wasn't really that, that into, into the sort of genre of music, but looking back now, I'm like, well, I should have paid more attention because yeah. they were actually pretty good. <laughs> so. I have some ambitions for 2019 in terms yeah. of developing music taste. I think I want to get into trip hop um, a lot more. Um, there's like a couple of artists I like. A big one is Terza, who's this big up and coming trip hop artist who's mm-hmm. making a lot of waves, playing a lot of major festivals. I saw her at End of the Road and I saw her at a festival in Bristol called Simple Things and mm-hmm. she's really great. And I also want to get into more hip hop, but I mean more kind of old school stuff because I think it's yeah. I think there I think it's a genre which is kind of it's a mix. There's a lot of terrible kind of commercialized, not soulless stuff, but then there's a lot of classic stuff, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I remember we had that great night. We went to, it was a hip hop night and we ended up enjoying it. Like, we're not really that much into hip hop. I mean, we can enjoy it, but... We like the we like the music of Father John Misty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we were too, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, but when I'm around you, I am. And when we went to that hip hop night, it was we we both really really enjoyed all it of it. Great. it I think I think brilliant. as well. I mean, it worked within the context because it's very bassy music, you know. Yeah, and the sound system was good and all that. So. Yeah, but I think that's definitely a genre I want to dig into. Um, mm. I want to get into more like electronic stuff, but I mean, it's. I feel like if you force yourself to get into something, it's not really the right way of doing it. You can't say, well, "Okay, I'm going to like this and yeah, then like but it." But the thing is, you have to allow yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to, you know, open up your mind and just, yeah. Just. I think my music taste has been a really, really nice progression. It's been, I mean, I'm into a lot of 80s, 90s, 60s, 70s, indie, but I feel like I could chart every single thing I'm into in a narrative way. I could say, okay, I liked that, I liked that. And I think it's going to happen because I think people like Terza will get me into trip hop. There's a lot of kind of modern hip hop artists who kind of, 
I don't know if hip hop would be the right way. There's a great artist mm. called More More, um, who's more. just up and coming. I think he hasn't even put out an album yet, but Pitchfork love yeah. him. Um, yeah, so what, uh, still Woozy as well. This guy has been really stepping up his game, I feel. Mm. He had a. I don't even know how to classify him. He's sort of hip hop, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. like indie hip hop. It's really strange. I think our change, yeah. I think this is going to happen for both of us in 2019. We're going to further kind of realize that there's a lot to discover in yeah. every genre oh, if yes. you look in the right places um and if Absolutely. you i think it's also determining what you're looking for in that genre you know what it is that you appreciate about it and yeah. why you like it and i think once you figure that out then you'll like it because you yeah. know why yeah i know what you mean um well also like re- rediscovering bands Mm. might happen too you know like for me uh today's a special day because i'm going to see a band i saw what like four years ago and i didn't approve with their you know stuff with the music that they were releasing back then uh the band is called balthazar and they're from belgium i feel like they're one of them probably the most underrated band that i know of um and they're, you know, it's funny, they're quite famous in Belgium, you know, they've they've won, like, countless awards and nominations, and they play big arena shows over there, but when they come to, to like, UK, or, like, Brighton specifically, they play, like, smallest venues, and, like, you know, with, like, 50 or so people, there's barely anybody there, mm. and I'm like, why are people not appreciating these guys? They're incredible! You know, and it's really strange that I didn't like their music they were releasing back in 2015, because I thought their previous stuff was much better. But now, you know, because I'm going to see them, uh, I sort of like, you know, I needed a recap and I listened to their to their music once again after all this time. And I actually realized that it's, I don't know, maybe I was a bit too close-minded back then, but the stuff that they released was actually really, really good. And now I feel like it's their best work to date. I think it's also about the fact that sometimes you need to change or you need or an album needs time to mature maybe yeah yeah to to sort of click because obviously there's a rare amount of musicians who put out albums nowadays which are considered instant classics you know generally an album is considered a classic when it stands the test of time whether or not that's five or ten or fifteen or twenty years and i feel like maybe if you just sit on an album you don't listen to it that much but you return to it after a while you might then think oh actually you know this was better than i thought it was yeah, and it's very interesting to, like, it was the same situation happening with, with their new album um, called Fever that they just released. And, you know, I had the same kind of uh, feeling the first time I listened to it. I was like, oh, this new album isn't as good as the stuff they did before. It was exactly the same scenario. But just because of the knowledge, you know, that maybe I'm just not giving it enough chance, um, I kept on listening to it, you know, like in different environments. And I actually found myself really, really, really enjoying it. And now, you know, like I could have just like um, shut it off and be like, no, this is not great. I'm just going to, you know, not listen to it. And then maybe five years later be like, oh, I was such an idiot. Like, why didn't I enjoy it? (laughs) Well, I think it's also a question of kind of how hard it is to stay relevant because a lot of bands only sometimes put out one or two songs that people connect with and then that's their kind of musical journey. So it's, I feel like you're always very, very wary that a band is sometimes only one step away from faltering and they're not really being what they were. 
So it's this kind of cautious thing, I think. I think when you really like a band, sometimes you can be a bit wary and you can think, do I want to give this album that much of a chance? Because what they've put out before resonated so strongly with me that surely nothing else could resonate that strongly with me mm. again. But then I think once you realise that bands evolve, bands change, what they want to do changes. If you acknowledge that, yeah. then you can kind of listen to it in a different mindset and not have to compare it so much. You can take it on its own merit. Yeah, that's true. I feel like... Um having Radiohead as my favorite band of all time is like is doing me very very well because you know that's exactly what they do with each album they challenge their sound they challenge their audience you know and they they do things differently each time and they haven't failed me yet so and i mean know. also i think it would be good to say that's not a prerequisite for being a good band like you don't have to necessarily change so much i think Radiohead are weird like chameleon beings who can yeah, do that the there's a lot of bands who stay with the same sound generally but they can still be great if mm. what they're doing is still good is still good within their framework like you don't yeah. have to be a completely different band but also you have to kind of keep relevant and yeah. keep the same kind of grab on people i think yeah, well, things change, obviously. Um, we change. You want it or not, we change, yeah. Mm. The days of the week change, yeah. too. So, I don't know. Should we conclude this and uh, and assume that next time we get back to talking to each other, things will be slightly different? Yeah, maybe maybe I'll be into trip-hop more. Maybe I'll knows, like yeah. old-school hip-hop. Um, it's possible. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we're not going to be alive anymore. Hopefully. Hopefully. No, please, Jack, don't die. But I'm just saying, there is a possibility, you know? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We'll leave it with a Father John Misty song. Please don't die. Uh, I don't think we can do it due to copyright. But uh, Well, I'll, I'll sing the whole thing. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to hurt your ears with that. Go listen to that song. That's That's our message. Our message is the song Please Don't Die by Father John Misty. Um, I've got an idea how we're going to finish this episode mm -hmm. and we're going to do it now okay mm -hmm. oh honey I'm worried about you you're too much to lose you're all that I have and honey I'm worried about Put yourself in my shoes You're all that I have So please don't die Wherever you are tonight